Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday. We're back with another episode of TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Welcome to the show. And if you're joining us on YouTube, watching us live, please feel free to put your comments in the chat. All right, y'all sit back, relax, get you something to drink and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? How are you? Good. Tell me what's the update on the house. Where the are house we with the renovations? They are tiling the bathroom, doing it all blue with white floors and gold accents. And they take it all my money. And <laughs> <laughs> better them than the casino. Well, I have been out of the casino, but I'm in here in Atlanta working on a movie so I can pay for my renovations. So Got it. housewarming soon, you guys will be invited. Let's do it. All right. Please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Happy Wednesday. You um, how, how have you been? You good? I'm tired. I've been up since last night. My sleep pattern has been a little off or whatever, but I'm good. I, I uh, If y'all see the live I did, me and Miss Kenny, we were at the bar Tootsie Rolling last night because I couldn't sleep. So trying to get my sleep pattern back on track, but I'm, I'm, I'm making it. What is your sleep pattern? Would that be sleep until 3 p.m.? <laughs> so, getting up before Typically, noon. what ends up happening is like I'll go out and then I'll stay, come home at like six in the morning. So then I'll end up sleeping to 10 o'clock that night. You see what I'm okay. saying? So then it throws me off. So then I'm up all day long. So I've been up since 11 o'clock last night. So where what? is this? Where is this unlocking your better self person at? Is he on hiatus? Oh, no, no. As long as you get eight hours plus more sleep, that qualifies as unlocking your better self. <laughs> sure. Okay, so you can stay out all night into early morning, but get your eight hours. Yeah, as long as you get eight hours more. And I'm a 10-hour person, so as long as I okay. get 10 hours, I'm good. How can you sleep 10 hours? Oh, baby, I have to. So let me tell you something. Sleep and rest is a revolutionary act. It is the hope and the dream of the slaves, and I honor them every opportunity I can. I can't. Wow, now you're bringing the slaves into Slave the Slave in for backup. That's a change. I sleep like four or five hours. I'm there. That's it. All right, guys. That's why, um, that's why you're not young and supple like me. Oh, please. I look 20. I, like I told someone, I look 20 years younger. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> wink. Before we start the show, we'd like to take a moment to highlight the success of Fox Soul. Now, for the past three years, We've aimed to entertain, educate, and inspire our audiences through insightful and meaningful conversations. Now, are y'all excited for the continued growth of Fox Soul? Hell yeah, yeah honey, because with the extended growth, I'm an extended paycheck. <laughs> yes, honey. But more, more, more importantly, I love you know what we are doing uh, as far as the history for the culture and the fact that our names will be attached to that. I, that, that makes me proud and I'm honored. Definitely, definitely. Actually, I, I definitely want to definitely shout out James Dubose, a, a black executive in the game who uh, is responsible for a lot of shows you might not even know that he was a part of and uh, continues to steer this network in a proper direction. And listen, three years when other big networks that had two billion dollars behind them, I'm going to keep saying it, did not last as long as Fox Soul. And we had the little engine that could. That's a big engine that could. Mm. So, so shout out to uh, our brother James Dubose. And uh, Al, what you think about this? Three years, we owing. Hey, look, who knew? But it, after working with you two, I knew. And it was, you're right. It's like, you have to pat this 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 um, black male, James Dubose, on the back. He has weathered a lot of storms for us to create content that's unapologetic. And we know on this platform, we give you content that's unapologetic. It's our voice for our people. And that means the most to me. 
That's right. Absolutely. Where else can you talk like this and not get fired? (laughs) I'm just saying on a job and not get fired. We are are HR department's worst nightmare. nightmare, (laughs) So, James, you have to keep us employed because we actually are unqualified to go anywhere else. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Okay. And we become a Houston to this workplace culture. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's move on. Now we are also looking forward to having shows like Chemistry and the Score return to our platform. Um Speaking of the score, Malik Davis is launching a March Madness Spring Special Fast Track Credit Cleanup Service for a one-time payment of $500. The offer expires on March 31st. Make sure you take advantage. You know, I'm all about this, all about this. Get your life together. That's right. And I'm going to tell you, Claudia, I'm one of the reasons why I'm actually enrolling in this March Madness. Uh, Malik is a friend of mine, and he has been helping me handle my credit because I told him that I want my credit to be higher than Funky's and Claudia's. (laughs) So you better go for 850. I better go for 850. We're going to pull it. We're going to pull mine up. And let me tell you this, this just for those out there that may be interested, this usually costs you $4,500, which is what he's doing for $500. And I jumped on the bandwagon. And so anybody else, I encourage you to please do the same. We have a lot of economic issues coming up and having good credit is going to be necessary at minimum. One thousand percent. All right, fellas, let's get to the show. In honor of Women's History Month, our very own Al Reynolds recently had the opportunity to grace the red carpet at the Essence Black Women in Hollywood Awards. Let's take a look. What's up, Fox Soul? This is Al Reynolds coming to you from everyone's favorite Oscar event, Essence, Black Women in Hollywood Luncheon. What does it mean to be a part of this event today? So I'm super excited. When there is a chance for me to give the flowers to the women that have paved the way for women like me, I take the opportunity. I jump at it. You know what Essence Women in Hollywood has been doing is letting us know that we are here Mm. and we are seen and we're not waiting for anybody else else to do it. No, give us our flowers right now, by us, for us, between us. To be around these amazing people, these amazing women, they just keep me inspired, you know. They're the reason why I do what I do, and we have a real sisterhood and a real bond. Whenever you are around other black women, um, it just gives you a sense of of confidence, you know. It just lifts you up even higher than you already are. I had to come outside to celebrate with my girlfriend, Gina Prince-Bythewood. Oh my God, And all the deserving flowers and awards and attention that she deserves. I'm grateful to Essence. They've given us a platform to have a sister luncheon celebration. Black women in Hollywood, I'm just happy to be here. Excited for all the beautiful women that we're going to honor tonight. Uh, it's beautiful. It's an amplification of excellence, black excellence, black female excellence, which doesn't often happen in our industry. So this is such an important event for all of us. We're celebrating black women in Hollywood, all the contribution they made inside of Hollywood an industry, but also outside. So this is an important place to be. I think it's just about representing and being the best and showing the best because, you know, kids want to see that. The kids who want to be where we are want to see that. To be in this space is electrifying, okay? To be in a space where black women are here loving on each other, supporting each other, revering each other, this is the place to be, particularly Women's History Month, but every day. I'm incredibly excited and grateful to be a part of a community of amazing black women from 
many ages, and no, it's exciting. Essence to me is empowerment. Um, it's hope, it's inspiration, it's something that's beyond my wildest dreams. I grew up reading Essence Magazine, admiring the beauty and the strength and the power of the women in those pages. Here with Essence is a room of people, it's an intimate setting where women really get to show love to women who inspire them. Like women are the backbone of our society, so anytime that we get to encourage and support our women, it's an honor. Essence is our bedrock. Oh, good. What? <laughs> done, interview done. Bedrock done. All right, Fox Soul Soulmates, that's it. Here at the Essence Black Women in Hollywood Luncheon. Very nice, Al. Did you have a good time? I had Bianca Blast. Let me tell you what really gave me the warmest heart when I was on the carpet. First of all, Claudia stopped by. Guys, she flew in. She stopped and talked to us on the carpet. I'm sorry. I don't understand how she didn't make this clip. But yeah, I was wondering they, the same thing. I know, right? Because you work here. I really apologize <laughs> for that. But let me tell you, I will tell you this, though, Claudia. I had to tip my hat to Claudia because a lot of the women gave their homage to Claudia. They they gave their homage to women who've been in the industry for 30 plus years. And she was the example that many of them kept using on the carpet, especially from the young ones. It was electrifying. It was amazing. And I can see any black woman in Hollywood that goes to that event can last all and every bit of challenge and racism or even sexism that they experienced during the course of that year. Incredible. Hands down, one of the best events I went to in all of awards season. Well, thanks for that, Al. You did a fine job and everybody was in line to talk to you on it the red was. carpet. I witnessed that myself. So good job. Keep them coming. Thank you. All right, let's get to it. Mexico's president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, is urging the public that Mexico is safe to visit and that it's safer than the United States. One person replied to the story and wrote, it's giving, come outside, we're not going to jump you. Another person wrote, but did he lie? If your country has school shootings as a sport, you need to mind your business. Now, what do y'all think about Mexi the Mexican president's statement? Q, what do you think about this? You know what? I, I, you know, Americans, we can be so uh, uh, ignorant when it comes to geography. And when you look at you know, the cities in which this situation happened with this young lady versus the whole country of Mexico, he may have a point. You know, I just said to you earlier before we got on the air that I probably want to retire to Mexico. And your response to me was something to the effect of, are you sure Mexico? And I'm like, well, yeah, Puerto Vallarta is safe, you know, in comparison to wherever they were at in Mexico. Think about if they publicized Chicago as the representation for the entire United States and you were in another country, you would think the whole United States is some big, bad, dangerous place. Um, are there a lot of unruly places in Mexico? Absolutely. But there are also a lot of unruly places in every city in the United States. Now, safer than the U.S., I don't know about that. I don't know what gradient he's using, so I won't speak to that. But I just don't want us to be ignorant and think that this one little story about a kidnapping and a cartel represents the entire country of Mexico. OK, Al, what do you think? Hey, listen, this is a smart president. In the first five months of 2022, U.S. travelers spent $11.5 billion the first five months five eleven point five billion dollars in the country of mexico 
Of course, he wants to protect that dollar by saying, hey, don't stop coming here because you feel unsafe. Keep coming here. We're going to keep catering to the U.S. traveler. Now, the interesting part here is if you go on to Nation Masters, which is an online statistical crime um, um, online portal, they have ranked total crimes. United States outranks Mexico. Murders with firearms. United States outrates Mexico. So he may have a little bit of an argument here, but I promise you this is more of an economic argument than it is a crime and safety argument. Um, I think uh, Mexico's on the money with this. I mean, for years we hear about how unsafe all these other countries are. Mexico, the Middle East, Africa, uh, the continent of Africa, let me, excuse me. And um, we have our damn nerve especially if you're black in America, this is not a safe country for us. We can't even uh, be 12 years playing in the park. Mm-hmm. We can't even uh, have a bachelor or party and hold our cell phones. We can't even be in our living rooms watching television or playing video games with our nephews. Uh, we can't be in our rooms eating ice cream in our own place. Church. So, uh, church. Yeah. We can't be praising the Lord in church. Uh, we can't be in supermarkets. We damn sure can't have patents for uh, water and fuel. And be black. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay. Uh, n- we are not safe here in America. And the last few years, I felt very unsafe here in America. Um, so I, I think Mexico has a good point. Uh, I've heard for years about Mexico. And I, I've had my issues in Mexico as well. Um, but, yeah, as far as firearms, guns, robbings, all these other things, none of this stuff has ever happened to me. Uh, well, I'm sorry. One time something happened to me in Mexico. Let me take that back. I just think America has its audacity and uh, I feel Mexico and you reading that stat, Al, I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we are kind of beating a lot of the world with uh, our crimes right now. So maybe it is safer to go to Mexico. Q, I know you love Mexico. So I love me some Mexico. You know, so funny. This, this reminds me of a, of a clip from uh, Farrakhan when he was having a conversation with uh, uh, George Wallace, the uh, Mr. Wallace reporter on 60 minutes when he asked him something about crime and terror and issues over in Africa and, and, and Farrakhan lit into his ass and said, America has her nerve with her history, you know, can being the most brutal, you know, such and such and such and such a place ever in history. So yeah, Americans, before we get on our high horse, black, white, or indifferent, um, America's got her nerve to think that she's better or safer than anybody. Especially if you're black. Got to reiterate, they make it very clear we're not welcomed in a lot of places here. All right, y'all. Um, a man who claims his uncle was Tiger Woods' caddy for 15 years is making some pretty strong allegations about Woods' sexuality. Take a look at this clip. He hooked up with dudes. What? Dudes. Wait, so he's gay? I don't know about gay, but he definitely swings both ways. He's ambidextrous. Ooh, Al, do you think Tiger Woods is in fact ambidextrous? Absolutely Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I need to see the front end of this interview to the back end. It looked very gimmical to me. It looks sloppy and not have a lot of credibility. It is funny that it is coming out now that he is fighting with Erica, uh, you know, about this separation from this young lady that he is with. But I have to say, look, remember how all those women came forward and just were like, listen, these are all the instances that we were involved with him while he was married. If he was ever 
whatever with any number of dudes, I'm pretty sure they would have come forward by now. But you know what? The one thing I'm concerned about is everybody knows that that Tiger Woods is lawyered up to the 10th degree. I wonder, is he going to sue this young man for putting out this inflammatory, you know, deflammatory and inflammatory information about him? What do you guys think? Not if it's true. He won't. Keith, what do you think? I don't think it's true because he got too many teeth. <laughs> I know. Mm -mm. I don't think he got too many teeth. And, you know, the, the gays... And the gays are flirty and fun and sporty, and Tiger always look mad. I don't know if it's because he got all them teeth or what, but I, I don't believe it at all. I, I don't believe yeah. it. But why would he just come out and say that? Because uh, it's TikTok. It's it's it's, it's yeah, social media. It's, it's so my video can get nine million likes. I mean, that's the only reason people even do anything these days. Well, I personally don't put nothing past nobody these days. I think everyone's just kind of having a whole damn free-for-all, especially when you get that much money. But we will definitely be here if more tea is spilled on Miss Tiger. I mean, Mr. Tiger Woods. Ooh, so that we'll was see. Shady, Claudia. I've, I've made a slip of the tongue now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Coming up next, bullies torment an autistic kid on a subway station. And later, Safari had a strange encounter in a public restroom. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. You're enjoying the show. Throw some flames up in the chat for us on YouTube. We'll check them out later. All right, y'all. Recently, this video went viral showing a group of teens physically assaulting and bullying an autistic teen in a New York subway station. Now, the bullies were heard screaming N-word alerts before a group of them started physically assaulting the autistic teen. So far, one arrest has been made. Al, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on this crazy story? Claudia, I, I was shocked. I was disgusted. I was disappointed. This this was just really saddening to me. Um, you know, this hit home, too, because as you guys know, uh, Sherry Shepard has an autistic child. And so when, you know, I used to take him to get his hair cut and take him to dinner and we would have to take the train. And one of the things that she was always concerned about was her son being on the train alone. And to see something like this happen to an artistic kid, it just registered in my head why she was always so fearful because this is something that she didn't want her child to go through. And I'm not sharing anything that people don't know because if you look on her Instagram, she posts this incident and she calls for, you know, something to happen or occur for the people that, that bullied this uh this um, autistic child. I, I I just don't know. It's just saddens me. It saddens me on so many levels. One, that it happened to an autistic child. Two, that it's it's crime from our community on each other. And three, the only thing that I could think in my head is how do we change this type of hate? You know, and, and the only way that I think is I think that the parents should take accountability the same way that the kids should take accountability for this type of hate and this type of mean acts that really is, at the end of the day, extremely criminal. You, you said it was our community. I thought it was a bunch of Spanish kids that did that. Well, I'm black saying whether I said in our community, when I say oh. our community, I say the black and brown community. So oh, it God. was Spanish kids. You're, you're right. And they are trying to say that allegedly it was a hate crime. Well, they were calling them and they were saying n-word N alert and all kind right. of things you know what's crazy kids are they're, really their nerve 
Go ahead, Q. Go uh, ahead. I'm just going to say their nerve. And it's just, it's just so funny because them New York Latinos is the first ones that want to use the N-word. So I just find it baffling that they're the, someone calling someone uh, a nigger. I, that, 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 that's just baffling to me. I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it brief to Al's point. I think the parents should go to jail. And I honestly think those children's lives should be straight up ruined. I think they should be put in the system, put in juvenile hall and um, and just completely like just just put on a list. Just like, you know what? Just like we have a sex offender list. We need to have a hate crime list. I'm going to tell you why you don't go to jail for 30 days and then the hate is magically gone from your heart. No, people need to know what you're capable of and what you're about. And lastly, I don't understand this behavior. And that's why I say the parents need to be arrested because We've all been children once. I'd have never done that. Me and my friends, something like that never would have crossed our minds to do anything like that. These new new kids, these new lean babies, crack babies, I don't know what the hell kind of babies, but this new generation, they are straight up trash. I'm sorry. I would our our, our generation too, like they may have made fun of kids every now and then. It was never assaulting mentally handicapped no, kids. No, or no, I've no. never seen that when I was a child, no, when I was no. a teenager. Tamiko Rush says people need to start recording and start helping. I'm going to say this. I was shocked about that, too, though. Yeah. It, and that was a lot. Yeah. Nobody else felt bad for this kid. Uh, yeah. I'm and whether like, it's a, an autistic kid or not, like, it's just mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to make a statement that I'm probably going to piss off some people. But, hey, it wouldn't be TJF if we didn't do that every now and then. <laughs> I, I, I think black people are so generous when we include and in, say the black and brown community. And I really wish there was a black and brown community, but sometimes I don't feel like there is. I sometimes feel like we say it and we think that there's a, some kind of co coalition or mm -hmm. um, allyship, but there's really not. And, and these kind of situations, you see that it's like there's an us and them thing. And I wish it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's not a whole group of minorities that say, Hey, he's one of us. We should like, we should care. We should, we should protect him. Nope. It was not that at all. And then how quickly they were dropping the N word. I think we need to like really have a serious conversation about this because I feel like it's one-sided love at some, in some situations, not all of course. And I know that's a blanket statement and I'll probably get some flack for that, but I feel like we're really encompassing and we're really, we wrap our arms around all types of minorities and, 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 and be protective. But it'd be nice to see the same in reverse. It really would be nice. Right. That kid should have been protected. And for Latino kids to be sitting there calling them the N-word mm -hmm. in front of white kids, mm -hmm. that's a problem to me. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. All right, y'all. The brothers who were paid by Jesse Smollett to carry out a stage attack are breaking their silence in a new five-part docuseries called Jesse Smollett's Anatomy of a Hoax, presented by Fox Nation. Take a look. We were the ones that did it. Yeah. It was us. Everyone's talking about it. I thought Jesse Smollett's performance when he gave the interview to Robin Roberts was, was masterful. I think he shed a tear. People then retweeted these articles as truth. Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. Jesse Smollett was attacked in a racist, homophobic attack by members of the MAGA movement. I know that this did not go down, how Jesse is saying. And now I have to go down here and talk about a black man who had a noose around his neck and made the whole thing up. 
I think that he was looking for that civil rights martyrdom. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. This dude crazy, man. <laughs> All right, as you can see, our very own Al Reynolds is part of this docuseries. What are your thoughts on this new docuseries? And do you think this will further tarnish Jesse's career. Alex, go to you first since you were part of this. Uh, listen, I got to thank you, Claudia, for putting me on this show because they saw me on this show talking about Jesse Smollett. And that's how I got tapped to do this docuseries. Listen, everybody, I thought this docuseries was the best combination of sex, power, deception, politics, money, and greed with the undercurrent of police corruption and black female leadership. You have got to see how Taylor, how tactfully tailored this series was to unveil the why and i talk about it on the docuseries that we want to know the why right because i don't think this is going to change his career claudia because i don't think there are too many people out here who felt like something just wasn't right but i promise you you have to see the truth coming out of the voice of the nigerian brothers bola and ola okay uh, q what do you think about this you know, looking at that little clip that we just saw, I really do have mixed reviews, but I'm really leaning towards I don't like it. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not interested in watching it whatsoever because to Al's point, my mind is already made up. I don't need to get lost in the minutia of it. The Negro did it. Um, but there's a part of me that says he's already suffered a lot from it. He's already, you know, reaped whatever legal consequences from it. Um, why kick him when he's down and go make a whole documentary further cementing the fact that he lied or whatever the case may be? It just feels like there's a bigger, you know, power Agenda. or engine in the background that's just trying to put the final nail in his coffin. And that's the part of all of this that I don't like. I just wish we all he got in trouble. He found got found guilty in the court of law. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. So, Q, that is what the documentary actually addresses, exactly what you said. Why haven't we moved on? And what you're going to learn in the documentary is that each time that everyone was ready to turn the page and move on, it was him and his nonsense that got him into more trouble, which led to more legal issues. Please, 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 on your most bored day, you've got to watch this documentary. I'm going to say the part that I don't like. I'm going to definitely check it out. I don't like those two brothers. It's like, you know, y'all were down with it. Some say there was some allegedly some kind of physical relationship with one of them or both of them or all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And y'all took the money. So y'all was with it. And then when he got caught, y'all was like, oh, we wasn't with him. Y'all were just as guilty as him. Y'all agreed to do it. Y'all did the crime. Y'all were part of this hoax. Y'all part of the crime. And I feel like them, they're they're like, you know, they're selfishly, of course, doing a whole PR thing like we're, we're, we're like they're snitches. Yeah. When you do a crime with someone and then you run your mouth about it, that's technically what a snitch is. And now you're not any better than them. These two brothers that like, you're not any better than Jesse. You were definitely down with it. And now you're not. And I think they think that they're making themselves look better by telling now. Nah, mm. you're just as guilty, sir. I promise and remember, you. their ambition was to always be on television. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's but feeding I, I feel, the ego. Claudia, I feel like after you see this, you're going to have a different perception of the brothers. I promise you. And it's not just because I'm on this docuseries. It's just <laughs> that they open your eyes to so much stuff. Like, they really thought that he was only going to record this scene 
the scene for his social media is what they said they had no clue that he was going to turn all of this footage over to the police which led to this national outrage which then led to this heat you know black community against chicago oh, i was just just watch it please everybody just watch it i promise you you're gonna have a different perspective on a lot of things that make you feel uncomfortable snitches get stitches no uh -huh. i promise i promise you i promise you just look just watch it Okay, we will definitely check it out. All right, y'all, Sierra caused an uproar on social media with her outfit choice for the Vanity Fair Oscars after party. One person tweeted, Sierra should have covered up a bit, parading her half-naked body like that. She should respect her husband and children, but most importantly, respect herself. Another person wrote, before he married her, she portrayed the Christian traditional wife after he put a ring on her and some babies in her. The Christian stay-at-home, modest, off-the-scene life got boring to her. Do y'all think Sierra's outfit was inappropriate for a married woman, or do you think people are hating on her? Now, Q, I saw you made a video, a post about this, which I did appreciate. So uh, what do you think? You know what? So, you, you know, you, 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 pose, you pose the question. Do you think it's appropriate for a married woman? Who deems what's appropriate for a married woman? There's not one status quo, one standard of how one person should dress, all right? We're not in the 1940s anymore. Some people said it's classless. Classless by whose definition? Now, is it for me? No. Would I be looking at my sister crazy if her and her husband went out and she had that on? I probably would. However, I just don't think this is worth the outrage that it has garnered. For lack of a better purpose, what is the difference between this gal she got on and if she had on a racy string bikini and standing on the beach? If she was on a racy string bikini, y'all be saying, ooh, bitch, did you see Sierra body? Her body was banging. Yes, in this dress, her nipples are showing a little bit, but so what? Additionally, all right. There were so many other people at this award. Dewanda Wise. Um, that was the only other black face that I recognize about three or four other white women who had on equally as revealing outrage. And Sierra is being singled out for some reason. I don't think it's fair. The theme was barely there. Her husband was with her. He didn't have a problem. And the fact of the matter is, she's a celebrity who's not putting out any music. We don't want any music from her. So from time to time, she has to turn it and do these stunts to maintain her status or whatever the case may be. And for all we know, she's getting ready to drop a fitness line. And because we've seen this, everybody's going to buy it because they're going to be like, I want that banging body like Sierra. If her husband didn't mind... Y'all shouldn't care either. Thank you very much. Al, what do you think? I don't agree. I, I, I'm sorry. I, it just, I had to go with the core of my feeling. I thought that it looked desperate. I thought that it cries. I'm going through something and I need some attention. This is one of Hollywood's biggest events ever. You made a choice to wear that outfit. You knew how provocative and revealing it was. And the other part of that is just last week, you took me on a Christian crusade when you guys partnered with God's God behind bars. And, 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 and Russell gave a, a prayer, a prayed with these prisoners down in Florida, and you sang a song for 
them in all of the Christian faith and being a good Christian family. And then one week, less than seven days later, you're walking out here with your nipples out and your ass out and you're married and you're supposed to be the example of not only black love, but Christian love. The two just aren't adding up now. With that being said, this is my opinion. She has a beautiful body. She looks gorgeous. She's with her husband. If he don't mind, then maybe she don't mind. But it appears to me that Russell might not have a lot of say in what Sierra wants to do, and especially in events like this. So, did I like the dress? No. Um, would I have worn it? No. But I don't have Sierra's body either. I'm going to say this. She, I think you can dress very sexy when you're with your man and uh, you can dress very sexy when you're with your husband. I think, you know, that's between them. Um, I personally have loved seeing the trajectory of Sierra's career become this very classy uh, wife and, and just looking just, I, I like her shutting down the haters with it. But I do remember a white woman, <laughs> Rose McGowan, on the red carpet of the Oscars a few years back with even less on than Sierra. It was just strings in the back, low thong, and her body was nowhere near as beautiful as Sierra's, in my opinion. And I did not remember it being looked at as classless. It was looked at as edgy and provocative and sexy. And it'd be one thing if the same energy was kept, but I'm so sick and tired of it being a different standard. Like I always say, if we had the same measuring stick system across the board, It'd be one thing, but it's never the same way. When a black woman does it, it's tacky, it's ghetto, it's classless. When a but white let's woman talk about does the purpose. It, what, why, why is she dressing like that, though, Claudia? Because, because, I, want, because I want to and because, because she I can. And, and because who doesn't want their Marilyn Monroe moment as a celebrity? Who doesn't want to five years from now when they're doing the, the Oscar fashion thing and they're like, remember when Sierra wore that iconic outfit that shut the internet down? And I'm going to tell you something. Mm. It's black people that bother me the worst with this situation because you don't hear the white community talking about it. You don't even hear the white community talking about their white members who showed up in equally as revealing outfits on. It feels to me that y'all would be, first of all, y'all are just mad because it's Sierra and y'all got dope boys that's in jail for baby daddies. That's number one. Number mm -hmm. two, it feels like y'all would feel so much better if this girl was somewhere broke, begging future for doggone child support money. But because she's happy, she got the ideal family, y'all find any doggone reason to try to knock her down a peg in order to make yourselves feel comfortable. Let that girl live her life with y'all fat, bad body, cubicle working asses. Let that girl live her life. And we got to go to break, but I love Sierra and I'm very sick and tired of the unnecessary hate this woman gets. Y'all have been so mean to Sierra. She does. She can't win with some of y'all. And I don't know why she gets so much hate. And I agree with you, Al. I mean, I, I agree with you, Q. There's a lot of people that are internalizing their little issues. They're projecting their little issues that they have with their home life on Sierra. She did not. So hurt would them. you let would you let your man walk out with a thong on the red carpet with some see through pants? Would you let your man walk out with a thong on in some see-through pants at the Vanity Fair event? We, we got to pick this up at the commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because I'm judgmental with mine. <laughs> okay. Coming up next, a man who broke into the wrong house to defend his daughter and later a new bill in Florida could wipe out black fraternities and sororities. They are really trying to turn that clock backwards in Florida. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, everybody, there's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment and expecting to be the center of attention. And then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. Well, instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you're feeling and helping you along, the doctor is checking the clock. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you and listen to you and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed and take your insurance. They're available when you need them, and they treat almost every condition under the sun. Now, when you're not feeling your best and just uh, trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all of your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Now, using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your schedule uh, and fits your schedule. Now, book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash T, download the ZocDoc app for free, and find and book a top-rated doctor today. Now, many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash T, ZocDoc.com slash T. Fellas, who's down with the ZocDoc? Well, you know okay. I am, honey, because I always got something going on in my throat or in my back or in my hips. I'm all y'all know I'm always laying down sick or whatever, and I always have to muster up enough strength to get to urgent care or to get to the IV clinic. So having a product out here like ZocDoc is great that I can call, email, get on the website, get somebody on the line, they take insurance, and they can tell me what all the hell going on and send me a little prescription in to Miss Walgreens. So I can get it together. So ZocDoc, I, listen, I, I'm here for it. And I, I definitely will be using this the next time I am on the sick and shut in list. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you used ZocDoc. I think I'm going to have to try this. You know, I'm new. I'm in a new city. And what better time to try a product like this, right? Because I need a whole new lineup of doctors. All my doctors are clear near across the country in New York City. So ZocDoc looks like you and I may have a little relationship that we need to develop. All right. Now, promotional consideration furnished by ZocDoc. All right, let's get back to the show. Now, a father was ready to spring into action after someone ran into his daughter with their car. Take a look. Now. Who are you looking for? Where is he? Let's go. The cops were handling. Let's go. Where is he? Who? Who? Where is he? I don't have a brother. I don't have a brother. You might be at the wrong house. Who are you looking for? As you can see, the father broke into the wrong house and realized he had the wrong guy. Now, the father offered to pay $200 for the damage and went on his way. Can you believe this story, Al? What do you think? <laughs> Claudia, I'm going to lean on the side that this is probably made up for TikTok or something because the wife was hilarious to me. As she's fighting and arguing, she's like, hold on, wait, wait a minute. Who are we supposed to be here for? <laughs> and so she, you know, reveals that it's the wrong house. And the second part, the husband, if you watch the video to the end, he gives the man $200 for breaking his door in. But at the end, when he leaves, he takes it all back. So I don't know. If it was real, I find it crazy. That's a shame. He need, he owes that family more than two hundred dollars to fix the door. He owes them for the trauma that they had for them breaking into their house. Two hundred dollars, like what's that fixing? I know. <laughs> what you think? That man had a death wish. I would have shot the. On top of that, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd have fixed my own damn dough after the shock and trauma that you caused me. I don't want them two hundred dollars. I want your ass in jail. I want you in jail. You don't can't think about it. I didn't get no sleep that night. Right. My dough open. Well, maybe white people could sleep with they dough open, but y'all know black household baby. 
my, my mama, when I was growing up, my mother would call me at like 12 at night and she'd be like, I need you to come home because I need to lock my house up. And, I <laughs> and I'm like, what? Every black mama does that. What does lock my house up mean? My, I got the key. My mom was like, no, but I need to lock the top lock. Okay. Right. And I can't, I can't lock. So we can't sleep with our door open. I got to sleep with my door open. Then I got to find somebody to fix the door tomorrow. Then I got PTSD from you screaming like a madman at my, but no bitch, your ass going to the ICU and then you going to jail. Okay, that's it. Well, Sheila Metcalf in the comments says, and that's how people get shot from breaking into houses. I could uh, not agree with you more. And if it was a skit, what are y'all? I'm so sick of these fake skits. I know. I'm tired, so y'all. Yeah. All right, y'all, yeah. keep it locked because coming up next, we are discussing the elimination of Black Greek life in Florida. Just cut the whole state off already and save Miami. And later, we're talking about what turns you off when it comes to friends. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, we got to get into this Florida story. A bill in Florida is aiming to eliminate diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at schools that have black fraternities and sororities in Florida colleges. Al and Q, you're both in, uh, members of a fraternity. What is your take on this and what Florida is trying to do? I am worried about it. Uh, one, one thing that Al and I can both attest to is that the Black Greek community is very strong. And when there's a threat, they really pull together on a national level to make noise. This would never happen. I mean, there's a there's case to be made that if you get rid of uh, Black Greek organizations, then you would have to get rid of the white Greek organizations, not to mention these laws are coming out of Tallahassee. We've got FAMU and Florida State, both located in those cities. I went to Florida State. I was in Tallahassee. Um, but they have very strong, deeply seated Greek populations. Um, this is just to rile folks up. It will never pass. It'll never see the light of day. Um, Black Greeks stand down. Okay, Al, do you think there's a threat or not? Listen, I definitely agree with the fact that Black Greeks, we will not allow this to happen. But I think I need more than just Black Greeks to stand up. I need all Blacks to stand up and go to the poll. This is screaming. Anything culturally or identity specific, this governor wants it gone. And if he can get any leverage to keep that mantra going, the other Southern states could be eroded as well. We have got to start going to the polls because, listen, this man is not only attacking us, he's also attacking the Spanish as well as the Asians. And I promise you that his cohorts want to follow his lead with precedence that he sets in the state of Florida. We have got to get out to the polls. I'm willing to, to support it any way that I can. I will go in the field in the states of Florida and any southern states that's needed to get our voter registration up to, to silence ignorant individuals and governors like this. I can't believe that so many of these things are even getting serious attention these days. But Florida, the last couple elections, black folks haven't been showing up to the polls like they used to. Absolutely not. We and, and we and and you know we gotta like not give up. Before Florida was a pretty, it was a purple state. It could go either way. And we, you know, I think Obama won Florida and uh, it's just becoming more and more red. Not that red is always bad. 
Because mm-hmm. once upon a time, the Republican Party was a reputable party that had some values. I may not have agreed with them on, on some of the social issues, but it wasn't the party that it is now. The party that it is now is one of hatred. Mm-hmm. It's one of uh, I'm a, a division. I'm taken away from you to make my shrinking majority feel better. The things that they why do you sit around the governor's mansion, Ron DeSantis, and think about ways to make life miserable for those that don't look like you? Yeah. It seems like you're putting all this effort in things that should not be a priority. Why don't you worry about trafficking that comes through your state? Mm. Why don't you worry about the drugs that comes through your state? Mm. Why don't you worry about the rapes that are happening in your state? The, 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 the robberies, the political corruption in your party, you suspending people in your own party. I'm sorry, you suspending people in your government that you don't like their politics. You going after Disney, attacking one of the biggest generators of jobs in your state. That's what you should be worried about, Ron DeSantis. You are so obsessed with black men. It's giving obsessed. It's giving Mimi on Santa Monica Boulevard on Halloween. It's giving (laughs) what secrets are you having? It's giving what is really going on because you are really showing what you're obsessed with. And it's very unnatural at this point. Right. Your obsession with the, the LBGTQ community and black folks is very telling. I think you want a black man. That's what I think. Mm. I'm or sorry. Or one broke his heart. <laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, mm. the hatred he has for Andrew Gillum. Mm. Uh, Anyways, I'm sure we'll get into more of that tea with you, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> All right, y'all. It seems like the turnout for spring breakers may be shortened after a judge revealed ruled to shift, enforcing the last call for alcohol in Miami Beach. Oh my God, Florida. I'm so sick. Yeah, I was gonna go there next week, but I'm tired of it right now. They want to take it from 5 a.m. To 2 a.m. This is why we go to places like Miami. Uh, this uh, call was due to the many complaints about nightclubs from local residents. Let's kick it off with you, Funky. Um, please, your state, please speak on it. What are your thoughts? So here's the thing, right? Uh, spring Breakers, please don't fret. This article is very inflammatory. If you read it further, the ban only uh, pertains to area we call Sophie, south of 5th which is from 5th Street on down. That's where Prime 112, Prime Fish, Joe Stone Crab, the Big Pink, that's where those places are located. And the only club that is located in the area is Story. All right. But everything else from 5th on up is not affected and it will not be affected because alcohol sales are the main generator of revenue on South Beach. And just like when they tried to do this before, Those club owners with those deep pockets and those restaurant owners, they band together and they were not having it. But rightfully so, guys, um, as a Miami Beach resident, if they was to close every damn thing down at two o'clock, if they was to close every damn thing down at 12 o'clock during spring break at a young supple 39, I actually (laughs) wouldn't mind because... Y'all, and I'm not calling out anybody's color, but you young people come down here and y'all and rent is high. Mortgage is high. These people are tired of living in their good, nice, rich, expensive ass neighborhoods and y'all coming down here wreaking havoc on their ass for two weeks straight. Okay. I'd be like, I get it. But isn't that, I would never live in that part of Miami if I. That's, now that's true too. Because that's like the entertainment district. It's like right. living in Times Square and then complaining, oh my it's God, it's too many lights. Right. Al, what do you think about this in Florida? Florida you know, people. 
It's so interesting. You know, I've lived on South Beach proper. I've lived in South the Fifth on Third and Euclid, and I've lived on Sixteenth in Michigan. Um, um, I don't like the fact that they're associating the change to spring break because we know spring break brings the most African-Americans to uh, South Beach. And, yeah, it is a lot of hectic stuff going on, but I just don't like using a change of a of a law leaning on the backs of African-Americans. I just don't like it. You know, the the tourism that we as African-Americans bring to Miami-Dade and South Beach specifically is in the tune of millions of dollars. Miami South Beach is the fourth largest tourism market in the United States. And we spend a lot of money when we come down there because we like to eat and we like to party and we like to hang out. So that's the only thing I don't like it. I do respect Q in, in saying that, yeah, they, it is a lot of commotion, but there also is a lot of commotion during um, Art Basel. There's a lot of commotion during other festivals that are there, especially the ones that they stay up all night raving. So I'm just saying, I don't like it when you put all the blame on spring break, which is when most of the black appearances are there. I'm tired of this country and rolling back the clock on too many cool things that made this country fun. We're taking all the fun away. And it's from the side usually that says that they want, they want less government. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Lies, the lies. Okay, coming up, we're discussing the appropriate number of sexual body counts. We're talking bodies. That's coming up next. We'll be right back. Welcome back to more TGIF. All right, y'all, Tamar Braxton revealed on The Breakfast Club that she once dated a guy who told her that his body count was 1,000. What are your thoughts, and what do you think is considered an appropriate number for a body count? Oh, this should be interesting from you, too. Oh, who wants to go first? Whoever has the highest body count, go first. Al, he's oh, twice cut my it age. Out. <laughs> yeah. cut it out. Don't he's twice my age. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Go ahead, Al. <laughs> I, I, this is what I'm going to say about being my age. Body count conversation at my age, honestly, I I, I, I got to be honest. It's immature. It's an immature conversation. I mean, hell, we can't take back what we've done and who we've been with. Accept me for who I am right now and where I'm going. I, I, I just feel like if you're worried about how many people I slept with, you're worrying about the wrong thing. What you should be worrying about is my assets and my credit score and seeing how together we can build. That's how I feel about this. I think the body the body count conversation is silly and it's old. Is that something we say when our count is high and we don't want to say Because if the count was low, right, we would be like, I've only been with five people my whole life. But when it's higher, you'd be like, you know, I think that's very immature. Yeah, well, we're 50. We're, we're 50. Come on. I mean, 50. Okay. we're 50. We hey, have. Al, we're I do agree with you that it's very immature to ask someone's body count. I mean, why are we even asking in the first place? Q, what do you think about this body count? Number? I mean, I, I agree with both of you. I think it's stupid. I think it's useless information. I mean, I'm less concerned about your body count. Do that tussy cat got any <laughs> Is it fresh? And is it disease free? That's what we need to be talking about. How many people you hunched is not my right. business. Right. It, 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 it's just not. And it's too invasive. Like, no, get out my business. Plus, it's like, you know, what are you asking to judge me or? Yes, that's the only thing you can do with it is judge. Listen, gentlemen, Clearly. no women 
in tell history, the unless the number is under five, is going to tell you the truth. Y'all all are whores. You're all whores. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, if you don't sign up. <laughs> I want to thank my slutty-ass co-host, Alvin and Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Style Atlanta Uncut. We'll see you on Friday. Maybe we'll get the actual number from these two. Y'all want to know the numbers? Put it in the chat. Who do you think has a higher number? Q L or myself. Not me, girl, bitch. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm saved and full of the Holy Spirit. You had like four this month. What are you talking I know, about? Right. Four. Four the same week. ones, though. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>